Okay, this is the podcast coming up in three, two, one. Hey, what's happening, everyone? Welcome to the soon-to-be-named podcast. This is your host, Justin Stapleton. I'm here with a very special guest today. Uh, we've got something big coming up here in the city of Houston this weekend. No, it's not just Saturday and Sunday. It is the 46th annual Chevron Houston Marathon, half marathon as well for runners all across the country, all across the world in some cases as well. Elites, amateurs like myself that would take twice as long to be able to get past the finish line. We're going to talk about all the uh, changes that are happening with the marathon this year, how you can get involved if you want, uh, and also about some training techniques. I am here with Lindsay McClelland. She is one of the marathon ambassadors and a a pretty darn good runner herself. Lindsay, welcome to the podcast. Awesome. Thanks for having me. No problem. Uh, So as we said, this is 46th year that they've been doing. 47th. 47th, excuse me. 47th year that we've been doing uh, the Chevron Houston Marathon. Um, That's coming up almost on 50. Yeah. That would make it a grand old man at that point. It's it's pretty amazing, and the the race has just gotten bigger and bigger every year. I think there's something like 27,000 runners that are participating in the full and the half this year um, on Sunday. And then there's also a 5K on Saturday, so you don't have to go for the full gamut and, and run 13 or 26 miles. You can, you can get a taste of it by doing the 5K, which is 3.1 miles on Saturday. There you go. Now, this is something you are an ambassador for folks that don't know what that means. If they go out there and they see you know, I I'd assume you guys all have shirts that'll say ambassador or something that identifies you uh, to the crowd. What does that mean to be a Chevron Houston Marathon ambassador? Yeah, so this year we have 18 ambassadors, and essentially what that means is we're just people that love running. We love Houston. We love the race. And so we applied at the end of the year last year, and um, this is actually my fourth year as an ambassador. And we share share the word with uh, people throughout the city, and that could be through social media. We've got some some really big big social media names out there um, that are also ambassadors. And then um, you know we we are going to be around at the expo, so you can chat with us, talk to us about our experiences. And the cool thing too is that you don't have to be a really fast person to be an ambassador. So you can you can meet us at the expo. Please come chat with us. Um, you know we've I'm running my uh, it'll be my fifth year doing the event i'm doing the half marathon this year and so you've got ambassadors doing the full race and the half race uh some people it's their their third or fourth some people it's their 50th um so you've got a really good um balance of different experiences and and not all of us are super fast some of us just just absolutely love it because we want to be out there so you're saying there's hope for me then there's totally hope for you (laughs) that's good you should apply to be an ambassador next year (laughs) i'll tell you what it sounds like a good gig that's for sure it's a lot of fun yeah you know this is something that brings a lot of folks together as you said you know most people that end up doing uh half marathons marathons you know there's a certain mindset that you have to go into i've run a couple uh, in my day and i think it's something that a lot of folks see it as a sense of accomplishment you train for these you 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 know put in the time the effort the sweat the you know swollen knees whatever it is that you have to do but the end goal is pushing yourself to an accomplishment that that, that you may not have thought you could do before to me personally, that's what I always thought was the best part about finishing either a half or full is that when you get done, it's that just euphoric at the end when you're like, wow, I just did that. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I ran my first marathon in 2010 and I caught the bug. I absolutely fell in love with it. And 
once I realized that it's not just finishing the race as a primary goal, you can also start getting these other goals of uh, qualifying for the Boston Marathon or running under a certain time. And it, there's this whole wide world that opens up. And the other thing that's just really incredible about uh, running a half or full marathon is the community that you get to be a part of. And that's probably what I've connected to the most, especially here in Houston, is just such a vibrant community of vibrant runners who come from all walks of life and they just like pounding the pavement together. And for me, it's it's my social time. I run um, with some of my best friends I've, I've met through running. I also run with my dad, and that's been a really, really incredible bonding experience for both of us. Yeah, we've seen a lot of that too once you get a chance. And, and, and for, for people that want to see more about the marathon, uh, you guys are on Facebook, Instagram, yeah. Twitter, so you can do a search on there. They've had pictures from last year's event as well, and, and that makes a good point. I remember seeing a lot of that, people that were out there running with their kids, running with mm-hmm. their dad, running with their significant others, running for people that can't run yeah. anymore, and they have you know a picture of them with them to get them across the finish line. You know, Talk a little bit about that sense of community um, you know, not just as a Houstonian, but as a runner as well, and why people continue to do the marathon or be involved with it in whatever capacity. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of, um, we've seen a rise in people participating in marathons over the last uh, probably decade. And in, in my personal opinion, I think a lot of that has to do with social media. Um, I do that as a profession, so I, I see it in that space as well. But it's, it's really neat to be able to connect with runners from across the globe because of this one common commonality, and that's running. And I, it, the neat thing about the marathon and half marathon distance is that you can run miles and miles with someone and start to build a friendship with someone that you've just met on the course. And then that can translate into, well, I'll find you on Instagram. Uh, I ran a race in December and met a couple of girls on the bus, and now we're Instagram buddies. Uh, I've got some other friends that I've met through races, and we'll be meeting up in Boston. It'll be my first Boston this April. And so it's it's really neat to see um, that connection that you can make on the road translate into friendships that probably wouldn't have been possible without running. And then social media allows that to, to stay connected. And apps like Strava are also really, really incredible, um, not just for the, the training aspect. If you're new to running, Strava is a, uh, a tracking app, and so you can download it on your phone. I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Um, but it's also a social networking app, so you can give your friends virtual kudos for running their five-mile run, and you can also track your, track your workouts. So it's been, it's been really cool to see how technology has aided this, um, this growing community. And that makes a good point, too. You know, I think technology, smartphone apps in particular, mm-hmm. and the, you know, in, in invention and, I should say, um, you know, more widespread use of Fitbits, um, yeah. Garmin GPS watches, you know, the one that I have We've on my wrist right now. Yeah, we do, yeah. right, the Garmin. <laughs> you know, and this was something that I, when I first did a half marathon, I borrowed this from, or one similar to this, from a friend's mm-hmm. boyfriend who does a lot of marathons and this and that, and, wore, and instantly felt, wow, this is it, you know, because then you can kind of track your progress. Do you think that makes people better or more cognizant of their training goals and their training needs by having that technology with them? Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, I think the technology has really aided in, in people being able to, to track things, uh, which is obviously really helpful um that's not to say that 
I don't love a good run where I go unplugged. Uh, there's there's something really magical about not knowing what pace you are and trying to kind of feel, um, let your body do the work. Uh, sometimes it actually builds a lot of pressure on you. And um, as I was chatting with you earlier, I, I was sharing about uh, an injury I'm coming back from. And for me, I've been doing actually more of those unplugged runs lately because I don't want the pressure of knowing, oh, I'm not running as fast as I was when I was in my best shape. So um, I think there's there's a delicate balance. I, I think it really helps with training and it helps with, with goal reaching, um, especially as uh, Boston Marathon uh, qualifying times continue to get faster. And I think it re- that really helps. And even, even just finishing uh, a marathon, um, a lot of marathons have a, a cutoff time. So for Houston, you've got to finish by six hours. And so just knowing how fast do I need to go how do I pace myself properly? Those are things that having a, uh, a Garmin or a smartwatch can really help with. Now, you'd mentioned a second ago about the idea of injuries. Uh, I want to kind of go into the vein of training for a minute. Yeah. If somebody is thinking about even a 5K, for example, mm-hmm. you know, which, which training can really be helpful for, where can people go for resources to be able to find uh, training regimens, schedules for either the half or the full if you've never done one before? Yeah, so my top recommendation is to find a running club. And here in Houston, there are so, so many running clubs. Uh, There's the overarching organization, Hurrah, H-A, Houston Area Road RR, two R's, um, Hurrah. And if you go to their website, you'll see the full gamut of uh, running clubs in Houston, and there is no shortage. So you can find one in your neighborhood, and they'll put together plans for you so you can kind of turn off and go on autopilot and just follow what the group does. If you want something a little bit more personalized, uh, there's also a lot of really top runners that will create plans for you. So that those are resources that you can find um, by Googling. Just kind of depends on, on what your budget is. And there's also a lot of really incredible resources uh, through the Marathon website and um, through through some other, other online resources. Uh, even, even Garmin has uh, some training plans that you can look at and customize. Uh, but definitely recommend having that in person. Again, going back to community, being able to run with people is, to me, what the sport's all about. Yeah. Now, if, if there are training do's and don'ts with sure. with this as well. You, as you said you've been running marathons now. This will be your, your eighth year yeah. since 2010. Um, I know a lot of emphasis from physical therapists and that now are trying to get people to not necessarily overtrain. You know, I think you made a good point there saying, well, if my pace is slower today than it was two long runs ago, mm-hmm. what's wrong with me? I should be at this pace at this point. Like where – how do people kind of get through that mental wall? Yeah, there is – I mean, there's a huge mental wall sometimes when you get to training, especially uh, when you get to those double-digit long runs. And you've got to take a lot of factors into account, whether – here in Houston in the summer, if you're training, huge. can be huge. And you want to adjust your time so you're running maybe 45 seconds per mile slower than you would on a day like last week when it was in the in the 20s and 30s. Right. And so definitely take weather into account when you're running and listen to your body. If I've learned anything um, through my, my injury over the last year, I'm also a yoga teacher, and so I've learned a lot about body anatomy, and I teach a lot of runners, is is listen to your body if something feels off it probably is off yeah and don't push yourself through pain just for the sake of pain um 
And I would also say just start to gain a little bit of body awareness, which happens naturally as you start to move into a sport Mm -hmm. and knowing um, that balance between pain and discomfort because running a marathon is uncomfortable, but it shouldn't necessarily be painful. And so start to kind of feel for that uh, as you, as you train. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a, a good point to make here. You know, we've talked about with some other guests on the podcast here. This is the soon-to-be-named podcast, by the way. If you're just joining us, your host, Justin Stapleton, I'm here with uh, Lindsay McClellan. She is an ambassador for the Houston or the Chevron Houston Marathon. Better get it right. <laughs> Bosses will be mad at me. Uh, but anyway, we're talking about training aspects with the marathon, some of the newer things that are with the marathon as well. I, I want to touch for a second. This, this may be we're kind of going off the rails a little bit on this, but it just popped into my head. When you talked about listening to your body and knowing when you are injured versus hurt. You know, football players talk about this all the time. There's a difference between playing hurt and playing injured. Yeah. Playing hurt, you can get through most of that. Injured, you can really do some damage. Do you feel like the popularity of um, CrossFit sometimes can blur that line a little bit? I know that, that, that there's been there's two or a couple of different competing theories that people have say, well, if you're going to run, you shouldn't necessarily overbulk yourself because then, you know, you're changing your running style or this and that. But at the same point, a lot of the exercises that you do in CrossFit or plyometrics, the explosives, this and that can actually make your running stronger. Yeah. You know, where, as, as a runner, where do you, I'm going to put you on the spot yeah, here as a runner. Where do you, where do you kind of, where do you kind of fall on that? Yeah. So that's, that's great. Um, I actually did a lot of CrossFit when mm-hmm. I first started running and, I think part of it did, it got me in shape really fast. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's a lot of benefit uh, from that capacity. But as far as doing the two simultaneously, I think it can be really challenging because both sports are really hard on your body. So it was a lot easier for me to do CrossFit and run when I was 23. Sure. And I'm 30 now, and my body just can't take that kind of stress. So I found for me, uh, using that kind of explosive energy, exercises of CrossFit and taking that into my track workouts and my hill workouts and running and then adding in a little bit of strength training and doing yoga has been like a really well-rounded aspect for me. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't do CrossFit if you're trying to run, uh, but I think I would look at, at your training regimen as finding a something that's balanced and sustainable because the goal isn't to you know, just run for two years. The goal is to be able to make it a lifetime sport. Right. Um, at least in my perspective. Absolutely. No, and I would agree with that as well. And I think that's one of the sports that people can do mm-hmm. throughout your decades. Absolutely. You know, what amazes me about looking at marathon runners sometimes is that there's people in their 60s and 70s mm-hmm. um, that are just as strong as someone in their 20s. Absolutely. And I'm going to uh, share a little bit about my father. He didn't start running until he was 57 and started with three mile loops of Herman Park. And I said, all right, Dad, why don't you do two loops this day, this day, and then we'll go and I'll take you on a long run with me. So we ran nine miles together. I don't remember what pace we ran, but immediately he signed up for the Houston Half Marathon, like that day, and right away got into half marathons and then signed up for his first full, um, which was Honolulu the following year. And now he's done, I think, six full marathons. We qualified for Boston together last year, and we'll both be running Boston this year. And 
that is someone who started at 57 years old. So if you're listening and you're in your 50s or 60s, no, it's not too late either. You don't have to start when you're 22. You don't have to start in high school. Uh, it is a sport that you can really excel at as you get older too. And I know a lot of the women that I run with are, are older than me and they're way faster than me. And so that gives me hope too of it's not a sport that I'm gonna plateau at at right. 30. I, there's potential for me to keep getting faster and, and keep improving. And um, one of the other marathon ambassadors, Amanda Cruz, she just qualified for the Olympic trials and wow. she started running six years ago. So she's got a really incredible story as well. Um, her Instagram is run to PR, so I highly recommend checking her out and uh, and definitely watch the finish line at Houston Marathon because she'll be speeding in under well under three hours. <laughs> Incredible. Now, let's get to the marathon. Back to that for a second. Um, marathon is Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Yep. Sunday morning. Uh, start time is? 7 a.m. 7 a.m. And, of course, you said there's a 5K on Saturday. Yeah. Um, are there any spots still available? For the 5K, there are still spots, okay. um, so you can definitely register. That doesn't start until 8 a.m., so okay. you've got a little more of a sleep in. And then plug for myself here, I'll be teaching yoga at the Expo, so in George R. Brown, at 9 o'clock. So that's immediately following the 5K, and I would love to see um, as many people as possible to get some stretching done either after the 5K or before your race. Mm -hmm. so. And uh, packet pickup is when? Packet pickup starts Friday, and then it's um, all day Saturday at the Expo. Okay, very good. And no yeah. no same race day pickup? No same day race day Okay, pickup. I know sometimes yeah. that can be a little messy when yeah. people are trying to get there right before that. Um, okay, so who's coming for the Houston Marathon? I know some of the other marathons across the country sometimes they'll have uh, some of the, we'll call them celebrity runners mm -hmm. uh, that are running in there as well. Um, who should people be looking for on that Sunday? That is something I did not do my homework on. That's uh, Okay. <laughs> That's fine, but but there but we are expecting some Absolutely. of the, the main groups, Skechers and Adidas, and that yeah. they're going to have their Nike. They'll have some of their folks mm -hmm. in here running and, as well. And Skechers is um, is the the sponsor for the apparel, and um, so they'll they'll definitely have some of their their top runners here. Yeah, um, Meb is is sponsored by them, and I know he was here last year. So fingers yeah. crossed he'll he'll come again. He's a really really incredible person. Yeah, it's an amazing story. My time in Eugene, Oregon, I got to meet and uh, do an interview with Jealous. him. Jealous. <laughs> Incredible, incredible human being. If you do not have a have not found him yet, you need to do a Google search on on uh, Meb. He yeah. is an amazing person. Uh, okay, so what's new this year for folks that are either going to be coming down, rooting people on, or runners as well? What 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 new little wrinkles does the marathon have this year? The big thing this year is that there's a new app. So the app is is brand spanking new, and it's got some really cool features. So. Uh, whether you're a runner or a spectator, definitely download it because it's got runner tracking. It's got all the information about where to pick up your, your bib, what time everything starts. Um, it also has a fun little selfie app. So you can take a, you know, take a picture with a little like frame that says Houston Marathon on it. So that's all really cool. Um, and then I think the other thing that uh, is worth mentioning that's new this year is a partnership with Gonzo. So if you're familiar with the um, the mural downtown, mm -hmm. Gonzo's actually designed a lot of the features for the race this year. So the finisher shirt will have elements um, from his artwork as well as um, some of the frames on – they just made Facebook frames for your pro, uh, Facebook profile pictures. So if you want to download those, the, that has a little Gonzo uh, piece as well. So I think that's, that's really unique because it brings the uniqueness of the Houston art scene into a race and – 
as someone who's done a lot of marathons across the country, I haven't I haven't seen that that often. Yeah. And it's definitely really cool. Yeah, it's it's he uh, again talk about another good in, Instagram follow Gonzo twenty four seven. You get yes. a chance. He is an amazing artist. Uh, Houston bred as well. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a local native here. Great, great, great. He's a great guy too. I yeah, I got him to meet him times. actually last week. Yeah, Just very, really nice. very talented. Super nice. Done a lot of murals downtown. If you ever get to see his work, uh, but yeah, I think that you know that that lends itself to the idea that, that it's not just another race. This is something that's a fabric of this city here as well. Do you feel like, given that after the hurricane, this is the first one after that, there's going to be more of a sense of community down there, that folks that maybe don't have anyone they know running in there will come down just to kind of you know give attaboys to folks that are running down there as well, especially because the weather, I'll do a little meteorology plug here, <laughs> should be okay. It's going to be cold, probably low 30s. Which is perfect for That's running. right. <laughs> we were going to say, for runners, that's okay. Uh, but it should be decent weather there uh, for the start of that as well. But are, are you expecting the crowds to be bigger this year? Absolutely. I, I actually kind of got goosebumps as we were talking about like the community post the hurricane because the running community, like so many other communities in Houston, came together to support each other so well. And uh, the other thing is, is we have a lot of charities that are represented in the race. And as – Many charities have been kind of hurt hard by by Harvey. Uh, it's a great time to be able to support whether you're just cheering on a runner who's fundraising or actually running for a charity yourself. So there's a, a lot of really incredible charities that are, are represented. And um, I think post-Harvey, it's a, it's a wonderful time to be able to support them. And I think uh, it's going to be really neat to, especially that stretch along Allen Parkway, right, where, you know, they still can't really run on the bayou yet. Yep. But you can run – you can run on the road above it, so it'll be cool. I was going say, I, I ran into that last time I was down at uh, Buffalo it's Bayou a Park. Tricky. Yep, got yeah. halfway down on the south uh, on the south trail there, and then no more. Yeah, it had to turn around. It's for me. It's just been the the rice trail lately, and yeah. uh, and that's been that's been dry. So yeah. It's, that's always good as well. All right, I'm here with Lindsay McClellan. She is one of the ambassadors for the Chevron Houston Marathon. This is the soon-to-be-named podcast. Lindsay, folks that uh, maybe can't make it to this year for uh, the Chevron Houston Marathon, where can they go to find other marathons around the area? We know we've got the Cypress, the Katie's mm-hmm. coming up in about yeah. uh, about a month. Yeah, I think it's about, about a, month, a little over yeah. a month at this point as well. Uh, does that go back to that idea of the running clubs that they can kind Definitely. of connect with those? Yeah, so Hurrah will have like a full list of all the races. They also put out a magazine that's um, Texas Running and Triathlete Magazine, and that has a full full directory of the races coming up. Uh, the Woodlands is is in March as well, so that's another one that's that's local. That's a full twenty six point two. And and there's also a lot of races around Texas, too. So if you don't want to travel a little bit but don't want to travel too far, you can find some races in Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, San Antonio. And for that, easy Google searches are are a great way to to find that, too. All right. Uh, Anything else that we would need to know about the uh, marathon coming up this weekend? So Sunday morning, 7 a.m. kickoff at this point, uh, start date there, or start time, I should say at uh, 7 a.m. If people are going to go downtown or wherever they're going to be yeah. uh, along the race, what's, what's I guess, some advice about when to set up? What time do they need to sort of get in place before the melee starts? Yeah, so I would have an idea if you're watching somebody in particular, download the app and have an idea of what their pace will be because that will tell you exactly where you should be to be able to watch them. Um, so knowing, knowing their pace is, is key because you don't want to miss them. 
and because then you just have to chase them. Then you got to chase them, which yeah. can be kind of a fun game That's too. True. Of uh, you know, you see them once. How many times can you see them during yeah. the whole race? Yeah. But the race starts at seven. Uh, there's several corrals, so if you're in the A corral, you're going to be going probably uh, by seven o five out the gate, and then um, B and C corrals will be a little bit later. So that's another good thing to know if you're spectating. And if you want to watch at the closer to, closest to the start line downtown, be there before seven, uh, definitely. And then you get to get to see kind of all the uh, the fun festiv- festivities beforehand. Um, and then if you're further further down if you want to sleep in a little bit longer you can set up near allen parkway um, or memorial drive and get a little bit more time and that i would say if you want to see some of the really fast runners you can start setting up by like 8 8 30 and because they'll be finishing in you know two hours and 30 minutes or in so. ungodly times really, that, that i will never get right? to <laughs> <laughs> so it's it kind of depends on what your game is and don't discredit the the runners that are a little slower too because it's such a great experience to watch every single person and the cool thing about the houston marathon and a lot of other marathons are starting to do this too is they put your name on the bib and that's my favorite thing is i'm running is i don't know whether it's someone i know or someone i don't know but they're all screaming my name and it makes me feel like an elite athlete even though i'm running way slower than they are yeah (laughs) It really does, yeah. I remember yeah. last one I did did that as well. I got a lot of weatherman. Yeah, keep going. It's it, it makes yeah. it so much more fun. It really does. Yes, it definitely makes it more fun. So if you don't have any plans this Sunday morning, the weather is going to be perfect. Just grab a hot chocolate or a coffee, couple of uh, layers, and you should be a okay downtown. The Chevron Houston Marathon kicking off at seven a.m. on Sunday. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely, it was a pleasure. All right, and good luck. Thank you. This weekend as well. Great luck in Boston. Congratulations for uh, qualifying for that. And uh, we'll certainly be tracking your progress there as well. Awesome. I look forward to it. All right. All right. That's a soon-to-be-named podcast. You can get the uh, podcast this episode and all past episodes, which are some really good ones, by the way. You should find them. Uh, all you got to do is go to the uh, App Store on your uh, iPhone and look for a soon-to-be-named podcast. You can also find it on Google Play as well. I'm Justin Stapleton, your host. Have a great afternoon, everyone, and we'll talk to you next time.